welcome everybody to the Building Ehrensburg podcast. I'm Thomas Ehrensburg. And I'm Catherine Ehrensburg. And right now we are hunkering down because there's a hurricane outside. Hurricane Ida. <laughs> it's like the most old lady name for this hurricane. Yeah, it is. She's a very strong old lady. A mature woman. Um, she's really coming in hot to uh, the New Orleans area right now as we speak. So by the time you guys hear this, it'll be tomorrow. It'll be pretty pretty recent. It'll be still there, sort of. I mean, it'll have moved out of the area. School's been canceled for you. The kids don't have school. Right. I'm not quite sure what I'm doing with my work yet, just because, I mean... It's going to be hard to work with us around, that's for sure. Yeah, so I might go into work. I'm just saying, like, what I'm doing as far as going into work versus not. Gotcha. Meanwhile, this hurricane's going on. We're thinking about work, and I'm trying to, to not eat everything in the house. Are you having this same yeah, issue? Yeah, because I'm bored. When I'm, if I, oh, if it's I was a bored busy, thing? Yeah, if I was busy, if I was doing things, I wouldn't think about eating. Isn't it interesting the motivation behind eating things? Because I'm eating because I'm anxious and just generally have so, some sort of stress happening. Yeah, if I had things to do, I would not be eating. But. I've, I've been Well, I haven't been eating that much, but I've been wanting to eat all day. Right. Because I have been trying to get a plan or two done just to keep my mind off of what's going on. I mean, leading up to this hurricane, we were probably checking radar every single time there was an update and now that it's here you and i are both kind of trying to not look at it and i don't know why you're mr hurricane well i am i'm still watching it to make sure it's not going to turn back this way or you know something just weird yeah and we're keeping everything on so in case there's a tornado we know that we can need to go and seek shelter yeah, but other but than that, generally it's just like a rainstorm here Well, at this at this point you know what the track's going to be you know what the intensity's generally going to be there's nothing left to track at this point. Yeah. It, it kind of is what it is. And and partially the reason we start tracking it because there's always a fear it could come our way. Right. And then you track it because basically no matter where it goes, we know someone who it's going to hit. Right. If there's a hurricane coming and it enters into the Gulf and it makes landfall, we know some people, multiple people who mm-hmm. will be affected. We have family from Florida all the way to Texas. Right. So there's just no you know, way to feel less anxious i guess when it's not you it's not quite as anxiety inducing but i mean this is a category four almost a five i think when they go back and look at it it could have been a five yeah when it was all said and done because what is it like 156 is a category five i think it's sustained winds and so you would need like something to pick that up right and you know it's supposed to be 156 is a cat five, and this was a cat four. It was like one. I'm sorry, 156 is a cat five. This is right. like 155. Right. Cat four. So like it was pretty much there. Well, and they say anything over a three anyway is like loss of life issue. Because yeah. Because it's 110 or something. Yeah, it's bad news. Whatever it is, and I don't know this 100 percent the situation down in New Orleans, but. <laughs> relying on those levees i love how they're like they're they're rated for 20 foot waves i'm like guys come on yeah i was watching on the on the news this morning i just wanted to see because i knew the national news would be covering new orleans our local news is not going to cover new orleans or it's going to cover our viewing area Mm -hmm. so they had shots of new orleans they had the governor of louisiana on there and he was talking about how they've spent since katrina they spent something like 15 billion dollars or 20 but i don't know what it is mm-hmm. to redo their levy system and their you know their flood walls and all this and pumps and i'm thinking no they didn't like, <laughs> you know, do you you may do have you hear spent yourself? that money <laughs> do you know the history of louisiana <laughs> it did not go into fixing any of that stuff they probably spent the money on it but they paid you know 
$100,000 for a bolt. Yeah, I don't even know. So. We don't know. We're speaking out, you know, totally out of turn here, but they're not known for their honest uh, money expenditures. I can right. tell you that much. Well, okay, so that's not what we're on here to talk about today. <laughs> um, so we've talked about finances before, family finances, I think a little bit, you know, episodes and episodes ago, like from the very beginning, I think. Um, but this poll came across my Instagram. A lot of these influencers are doing Instagram polls because it gets engagement. Like you just tap this or that kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. And this one influencer I followed named A Glass of Bovino. She mostly does interior design type stuff. But for whatever reason, this week, she got into this um, poll that was rude or not rude. Mm -hmm. And so she was asking all these questions about scenarios. Do you think this is rude or is it not rude? And it'd be like, Someone touching your pregnant belly, rude or not rude. Right. You know, someone taking your parking space after you were waiting for it, rude or not rude. So you're just like tapping through all this stuff. Yeah. And one of the... Sounds um, like you would have clicked rude on both of those, but go ahead. Yeah. Don't touch me. <laughs> don't touch me. I mean, I mean, I think everybody did. I think that's why 100% no. Um, anyway, there was probably 50 of these things, but for whatever reason, the one that got the most... so. In these polls, you just tap a thing. There's right. no messaging to the person right. involved, right? But I'm sure people message this this lady anyway and are trying to, like, interject their own opinion. That's not, you know how people do on yes, the internet. They can't just tap one thing. They have to message you and right. tell you a whole explanation for why they tapped the one thing or the other. Right. It's like, like, who cares? I have to justify my reason. Yes, it's so yeah. crazy. Like, just, it's for engagement. The lady doesn't probably really care what you think about it. But <laughs> yeah. the... The one that really got the most messages sent to her, so she ended up doing a whole separate poll on it, was um, talking about money. Okay. Right? Yeah. Rude or not rude. And she got tons of direct messages about money. What was the question? Is it rude to talk about money? Yeah. I think it was something like that. I need to go back and actually look and see what it was, but it was something very similar to that. Is it rude to discuss finances or money or something like With that? With your friends? It wasn't specific. Okay. It wasn't specific to who you were talking okay. to them with, with them to, to them, whatever. Yes. <laughs> if some, you're talking about it with. Combination of prepositions. Yes. So um, the messages she got, I was, you know, I love to read comments. Comment sections are my favorite sections because you really get a sense for how either stupid people are or smart they are or if they've really considered things or what the right. general population, like kind of what the... F- the overall idea is going forward. And um, all the DMs that she got up until I actually ended up DMing her, in her too. I was just, I was one oh, of those people. You're one too. of those people. Well, huh? I didn't DM her. I did not <laughs> send her the DM at the time of the poll. I sent it to her after she screenshot a bunch of the DMs she was getting yeah. about discussing finances. 100% of the people that she posted about them saying yes. It is important to discuss finances. 100% of the people who messaged her were specifically speaking to, we need to discuss finances so that people understand how much money you're making above or below someone else so that you can ask for a raise and so that pay is equal. It was this all equal pay type conversation. I mean, I think most of our audience is women. Okay. Um, And so there's a lot of discussion of, well, yes, we need to discuss finances because if we don't, I would if I didn't, I would never have known that, you know, whoever was making like fifty thousand dollars more than me right. at the same position. And so then I can like leverage that or I can threaten to leave or, you know, whatever. So I messaged her. Once I saw all those responses, only talking about women's ability to get equal pay. 
Uh-huh. I messaged her and said, we need to be discussing this stuff with our children because they grow up not knowing how much rent should be, how much a um, a car should cost, yeah. um, how much debt they could possibly be in if they make certain decisions. Like, this is so much bigger than a salary. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it just felt like whoever, like her audience was looking at it from the perspective of how much money can I make? Yeah, how can this help me? There's a lot of other stuff involving finances that have right. nothing to do with the salary that you make. There's plenty of people who make very small salaries, but they live within their means. Right. The financial talk should be understanding what can be afforded with whatever amount of money yes, that you have. Agreed. Yeah. And it really was interesting to me that no one took that approach. So she actually ended up taking my DM and posting it along with all the others afterward. But I mean, this was after probably four or five pages or stories worth of multiple DMs listed. So we're talking about probably 20 people that she chose that mm-hmm. were all talking about equal pay type situations. Right. And I was the only one that she posted that was like, we need to be teaching our children, like us as human Americans, we we think it's taboo to talk about money. Right. And the most wealthy people, they do nothing but talk about money. Right. And I'm sure some people are put off by that. Well, but I think other people would be like, well, of course you can talk about money because you have so much Of course. It. it feels like a catch-22, but that's absolutely not the case. I can yeah. tell you from my own experience, I have... Friends who are wealthy, I have friends who are poor, I have friends all over, not poor, look, there ain't nobody, they were not poor. I don't have poor, I don't have that poor friends, I'm not even going to say I have poor friends, but people who make more money and people who have less money, people who have family money, people who have, you know, inheritance or trust funds, I got got friends all over the place. And the ones who talk about um, money frequently... Not all the ideas that that wealthy person has came from them. It came from having conversations just like everything else with other people and realizing ways that their money could work for them right. or ways that they could save their money or ways that they could do all kinds of things with their money, you know? And so it's like any other thing that we, um, you know, you need other, not to commiserate with, but you have discussions with your community so that you're not living in a bubble. Yeah. You can't live in a bubble with, I mean, dinner ideas. If I had to think within my own head what to cook for dinner every night, I'd be in real trouble, right? So I'd go to the internet or ask my friends that have a similar number of children near the same age as mine. Like, what do your kids like to eat? What's easy for you to cook? You work too. Like, what's easy? You reach out to a community. But for whatever reason, we are embarrassed or it's this taboo subject to reach out to our community and ask questions about finances And then in some ways, maybe the person that you're asking would get offended that you were asking them questions about, you know, uh, how much do you make at your work? Not because you're just asking. I mean, partly it's a motivation. I think that's that's 100% what it's about is people don't want to ask because either they're embarrassed about what they're doing. I think everybody thinks they're doing it wrong. It's like so many other things. As an adult, you think you're doing everything wrong. You know, the way you raise your kids, you're always questioning, am I doing this the right way? The What what you're doing with your money, you're always questioning, am I doing it the right way? And so you just don't bring it up because you know that I'm probably doing it wrong and I'm not going to ask somebody because then they're going to tell me there, that I'm doing it wrong. Isn't there a difference between thinking that you're doing everything wrong and just assuring yourself that you are doing as much as you can to succeed? I think those are two different things. Do you know what I mean? I don't think that everything I'm doing is wrong. I don't question things I'm doing because I think I'm doing them wrong. I seek to find more knowledge to make sure that I am, you know, doing things the best way possible. Yeah. 
And I think there's a difference. But I think that you're right. There are plenty of people who just assume that they're doing it wrong. I also think that people don't talk about money because they don't want the judge, some sort of judgment to come right. upon them, right? Like, if your poorer friend is asking you, friend, uh, for, like, how much you make, you don't want to tell them because then there's some sort of, like, well, he should be paying for us to go out to dinner or he should right. be. Like, there's some sort of, like, exchange made there. And I think that I was always raised that the numbers don't matter. The actual numbers themselves don't matter. Yeah. I'm more talking about the actual um, methods of, you know, general general ideas of yeah. finances, right? The numbers yeah. don't really matter. At some at some point they do matter so could, because there's things like um you know, once you reach a certain threshold, then you reach a certain tax bracket, then you maybe sure. start need to start doing different things with your money right. and if you have extra whatever. But there's there's or if you're below a certain threshold, you qualify for certain things. Right. Right. That sure. That you may not know about or maybe you do know about and, and maybe you're embarrassed that you qualify for them or Right. Yeah, I guess. I just, if we were more open about money, I think that we wouldn't be as in, I don't think that we'd be in the rough situation that most people are with credit and stuff. And the thing is that it's not secret information and it's not something that's like a limited resource. It's not something where if I tell you that you need five streams of, uh, five different bank accounts or five different streams of revenue or whatever that is, that doesn't hurt anyone else. Giving that information to you and you utilizing that information does not does not take from my pot. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think sometimes it's it's the asking the questions, just like anything else, like knowing what questions to ask, or even just going to someone and saying, "I don't know," but maybe people think they know and they don't. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, but I think there's some um, humbling in saying that you don't know that most people will not humble themselves to do it. Like they're embarrassed. At the end of the day, I think they're just embarrassed to ask. There's just so much knowledge available, even if you don't ask people to Google it. I mean, you really could right. Google yeah, a lot of could. stuff. You there's, could. there's, I think there's a lack of just what questions to ask. I would imagine because there's plenty. Yeah, of Yeah, but stuff. how do you Google some of that? You can't. I That's make what I'm saying. Seventy thousand dollars. What should I do? I mean, you know what the most amazing place for that is? There is a financial Reddit board that my sister talks about all the time. That mm -hmm. is the place because people are asking some obscure questions about stuff that you would never think about mm -hmm. financially. And if you just sit, like, take fifteen minutes a day and just read through some stuff, just read through some boards of questions that people are asking, you're going to come across stuff that that matters to you and does right. make sense to you and, and that people are doing and you could try for yourself. Or. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's little stuff. I mean, these financial things, it's a lot, it is discipline. Financial discipline is just like health discipline. Right. It is, you know, dedicating yourself to it, learning, right. Cause you have to learn how to eat healthy, what to eat, when to eat it, how to exercise the actual moves. I mean, you know, you've seen internet, yeah. Yeah. Um, videos of people using the gym all wrong. Like it's obviously not just innate to our human nature how to use a you know or how to lift weights or whatever. Um, so it's a discipline, just like anything else. You need to right. learn about it, and you have to to exercise it. And you know, once you get to that some you know certain stepping stone, then you have to learn more, and you go you know from there. We yeah. aren't born learning about this stuff, but I do think as parents, it's very important to teach our kids. Just through natural, like, you don't have to sit them down like they're in a classroom and give them a financial lesson. But when your child asks you how much your house costs, because kids ask these questions all the yeah. time, mm -hmm. 
instead of saying that's none of your business, you tell them how much the house costs. That number means nothing to them. Right. And I know you're worried that they're going to go and tell their friends at school. And their friends are going to ask their parents. And Who cares? I just, I don't care. I do not care. Well, so here's, this happened the other day. One of, um, I was sitting in the, with some of the other coaches, and he said the other day his son came up and said, Daddy, are we poor? And he laughed, like, no, we're not poor. I mean, yeah, we're not rich. We're not poor. And he, I guess he just felt, he thought it was kind of funny, but at the same time thought it was kind of sad that his kid would think that. And so I do think that people do worry about that. You know, kids start asking questions. Hey, how much did our house cost? It's X dollar. Well, I was talking to Johnny, and his house cost three times as much. And so now your kid thinks that they're poor because they live in a house that's not as expensive as... That's when you do have the conversations. Because we've had those conversations with our kids where not even like house type stuff, it'll be, well, so-and-so gets a cone of ice every time the truck comes to the school, which is a snow cone machine place. Like it's like a truck that comes to the school, like an ice cream truck, but for snow cones. And it comes to the school, whatever, and -and so-and-so gets one every time they come. It's like, well, we have four children. And and so we do the numbers with them. It's not a matter of like, we've never told our children we can't afford that. That's not something we say. It's It's not part of our vocabulary, but... We'll make sense of it to them. We'll say, okay, a cone of ice costs $5. There's four of you. That's $20. How many times has cone of ice been to school this year? You know, and they'll say whatever. Okay, so we'll multiply those numbers together. Right. So you... And it's you, very quickly adding up. It's very it's quickly adding up. Dollars. And we're saying, do you think that that's a smart way for mom and daddy to spend their money on, you know, $250 worth of cone of ice? And then you, they're like, nah, uh, no, you know, not, no, like, do you know yeah. what else we could have purchased with $250? Like, there's more important things, right? Like, we can get some of it to the church. We can, I can buy all of you uniform shoes for that price. Like, there's lots of things that we can yeah. do with that money. And so we'll give you Kona Ice once when the, the guy yeah, comes, but sure. not every time, you right. know? And so we try to walk through all those things with them so that they have some sort of perspective. But instead of saying we can't afford them, because then the kid does ask things like, well, are we poor? Right. Are we not getting these things because we can't afford them? Right. Um, and and then are the kids that can are they are they rich? Right, because that's not that is we always say that is what they choose to spend their right. money on. Yeah. Um, and it's not we always say it's not what we choose to spend our money on. I mean, it's that simple. Because yeah, that's what it is. That is what it is. Mm-hmm. They are that is the a matter. Are, of, we might make the exact same dollar amount as some other parent, and they're choosing to buy it, and we're choosing not to. Right. So. Yeah, I just and and neither of us is wrong. Correct. Is what I tell them all the time, too. Right. There's no wrong way of doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what they choose. That's a priority to them. It's not a priority to us. Yeah. I, I saw a TikTok the other day that the guy the guy talked about the fact that he's a 38-year-old man, and he was just always told. He's kind of doing one of these scenarios where he's on both sides of the conversation, and he's showing, like, his, right. ver- you know, as a yeah. kid, and he's showing his parents, or himself as his parents, and they're just having this conversation where it's like, constantly he's just being told none of your business none of your business about how much things cost or whatever and then he gets to be an adult and he goes to buy his own house and he has no idea how to do it or how much he can afford really or any of these things and he's confused as to why he doesn't know it's because you weren't given any financial literacy right so you know our kids have asked how much our house i mean we have we have conversations about our house costs all the time with all i have them with strangers i don't care like (laughs) i do not care yeah um, and so they know how, although, I mean, as many times as I've said it before, our oldest, um, I mentioned this whole thing about financial literacy and I said, you know, we talked to you about how much the house costs and she's like, uh, 
is it 130,000? I was like, no, okay, clearly we didn't have the conversation. I mean, it doesn't matter to them. Ultimately, right. like that number they probably They don't know how much that money, how much that really sure, is. Sure, sure. And so um the I think the number would have stuck out probably to adults more, but the fact that they've asked several times and she doesn't remember, which means she's not off telling her friends about it because right. it doesn't mean anything to her. Well, I do know that she gets on Zillow all the time and <laughs> loves to look at these like million dollar houses. Yeah. And so, I mean, she knows that it's not that. <laughs> yeah. Because you don't have a $20 million house on yeah, the, the obsession with California Zillow. coast somewhere. So interesting. Oh, Zillow. There's this great uh, real estate. Gosh, I can't remember her name. I think her name is Glenn, somebody, Glenn Baker, maybe, on on uh, TikTok. But mm-hmm. she's a real estate person that does TikTok videos, just like telling stories about real estate and talking about all the rumors and is the is the market good or is it bad or whatever. And, um, She's always talking about Zillow. I mean, Zillow is going to swallow the real estate market before long. Yeah, I don't know how real estate agents, unless they learn to work with Zillow. Well, that but see that that's what's happened. Zillow. If you go to Zillow on the side, there's agents. Yeah, who they match you with. Those mm-hmm. agents pay a huge finder's fee to it. Zillow. You got to. But I mean, would you click on the side and just find? I guess people do that. I would never click on the. I say never. Well, never say we never. Know, but we know real estate agents. Like Who, you, right if, now, you could throw a rock and hit a real estate agent. Why on earth would you? If you're new to the market, oh, like Lord. you're moving into town or something, I have no idea. <laughs> I did have a funny story I did want to share. Oh, okay, go for it. I don't know if you, I, I sort of mentioned this to you, and then there was a follow-up to it, and I was like, okay, that's what's going on. So you asked me the other day, can you check the kids' lunch accounts? Because they, they get hot lunch at school, most days. Not, I mean. I had a theory on this. Anyway, our oldest, who makes her lunch, about as often as she gets hot lunch, had the most money in her account. Mm-hmm. The littlest one had like $7. The least amount of money in the account. Just the least amount. And my theory was she was getting ice cream. Yes. Okay. I mean, it's not even close how much. Like, she's <laughs> got so much less money than everybody else in her account. And she's seven. Uh-huh. So let's keep that in mind. And I was like, she, yeah. You're like, she must be getting ice cream. Because I don't think all of our kids know that they can buy right. ice cream they with never, their school account money. Yeah, obviously not. So, but I think she does. She, <laughs> she and she it she's out. figured it out. So the other day, they all came home and uh, Gregory's like, "Oh yeah, I saw everyone in your class got ice cream." She's like, "Yeah, we got it at lunch." And like in my head, I was like, "No, you went and got ice." Yeah, a little punk. <laughs> you went and spent. I bet if I looked in that account right now, it's going to be a, a dollar less or whatever it's supposed to be. But I. I don't, well, I don't know that she, we'll have to talk to her about it, but I doubt seriously that she even knows that there's money that we've put in there that I don't she's think she spending. does. I don't think she knows how that works. There's I think she goes up, gets her hot lunch, sits down, and then it's, I think Thursday's their ice cream day or yeah, Friday, whatever it is. Yeah, they only get one day a week, yeah. And they're like, all right, line up if you want ice cream. She's like, I want ice cream. <laughs> I'm going to go get in line. Yeah, and no Where's, one's ever said there's no money in your account. Right. But you know, I do think, so here's part of it. It used to be that we used to have to write a check and then they would have to turn it like, mm-hmm. like how much how many lunches we were gonna get. There was mm-hmm. a check that we had to send in, and so I think the older ones know. Mom and dad are paying. That money goes well. Now it's all done electronically. They yeah. never and so since she's been there, she's never known that we actually pay. I think she just gets in line and grabs a milk and grabs a lunch and goes to that's the whole like magical. Or that's something. the whole Dave Ramsey thing. That's why he does the envelopes. Are you familiar with? Uh-uh. Dave Ramsey. I'm not super familiar with it, but the Dave Ramsey method is basically you do a budget 
every mm-hmm. month and you put money in envelopes so you and can see it so that you can physically see it. This right. is how much money I have to spend at the grocery store this week, or this is how much money I have for the water bill or the whatever right. bill. And so you're paying it with cash. Now I don't, I'm not familiar enough to know, like I need to be able to get those online bills. I can't, yeah, I can't, be, I can't do that either. I it's can't just live so, my it's life. so much more work. Think about how it much is, time I is think, saved in us not. But again, when you're disciplined, you can do some shortcuts. Sure. Right? It's yeah. the getting to the discipline, it's the hard way of doing things. If you're not just, I mean, I the the financial discipline that we have is in my DNA. I yeah. was I was like it's so ingrained into who I am that there's no getting it out. There's no other. Any I don't other think way. it would. There's I no don't way. think if we were living, if we were multi multi millionaires, it would matter. I would still be shopping at Goodwill. I cannot get it out of my DNA. It is just yeah. who I am, and so um, I think that the fun that allows me the the ability to pay bills online. I've 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 spent my whole life creating the discipline, not by accident, but my parents were instilling it in me. And so I don't have to work as hard to maintain it. Sure. But if if this is something that you're learning as a full adult, you're going to have to work way harder to get that discipline right. that I was privileged with, honestly, yeah. my whole life. I didn't think it was privileged because let me tell you, when you're in fifth grade and... Everyone else has the nice stuff and you got the yeah, hand-me-downs. Yeah. yeah. Or I'm going to Goodwill to get clothes. Like these days, thrift store shopping is so much cooler Right. Infinitely cooler than yeah. it was when I was a kid. We just went to thrift store, three fr- thrift stores this weekend to get um, our oldest some. She had, she has a like group of events, and she we knew she needed three outfits. And so I was like, all right, let's go. We went to Goodwill, Waterfront Rescue Mission, and Salvation Army, and we got everything she needed. And she was totally fine with it. She'll probably mm-hmm. tell her friends that's where she got it from. I don't know. Right. But like, no way in on God's creation would I have ever told my friends that my clothes came from Goodwill. Yeah. Like, never. Yeah. Now it's kind of like my shtick, right? Like that's kind of well, part of and, yeah. It's it's like this, uh, almost like a lifestyle for some people. Like, oh, yeah, you can, that's cool that you do that. Well, because it feels like you're scoring a deal. By the way, I'm right. wearing a Goodwill shirt. No, I saw. Yeah, I got <laughs> I got one yesterday, but um, but yeah, it's it's so part of who I am. But man, it was not cool when I was a kid yeah. at all. And I don't. I never got teased for it, but only because I don't think anybody knew. Sure. And now it's like. Oh my gosh! You found that at a thrift store. That's, That's so awesome cool. That you did that. And yeah, let me tell great you, deal. it really is cool because now, with the amount of waste we know happens, and I'm not one of these like tree hug and save the whales. I mean, yes, please save the trees and save the whales. It's not that I'm not that person, but I'm not like you know in the streets. But thrift shopping, I mean, you're reusing clothing. Yeah. I mean. But, you know, they're not having to create the whole fast fashion situation. Even when we, I go grocery shopping and I am even making meals and I'm pulling open um, the packaging of all the various yeah. different foods that we buy. Boxes and, and plastic. It's just and, so yeah. overpackaged. It's, it's just crazy the amount of stuff we throw away. Yeah. It makes me ill, honestly. Well, you know, you said you're privileged, you know, to, to learn those financial discipline techniques i would liken it to just because you made mention of it earlier knowing how to be fit and exercising you know if you grew up like you grew up playing sports i grew up playing sports like i know how to work out yeah i think that was another privilege i know how to eat right Mm -hmm. you know but not that i always do but at least i know how to and and in some ways the discipline's there because i know i know the discipline it takes to do it 
you're like, ooh, I went a little over this weekend. I need yeah. to kind of like reel it back. Right. You know, yeah. you're not going to careen down into a place that you can't get so back from. So I'm not from. having to spend hours Googling what would be a good workout or what should I change my diet to. Yeah. And if I do, I know as I read it, that is a good workout or that is a good diet based on yeah, you can the stuff that I already it. know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess getting back to the financial example, because you grew up with that, it's a lot easier for you to make minor adjustments to the way that you maybe buy or you know, spend your money. Yeah, absolutely. Save your money. Whereas people that didn't, like the person you're talking about on Instagram, that their parents are always like, it's none of your business, none of your business. They have no idea. And it's like they, they are starting from scratch. Yeah. You know, they have, and it's always hard for someone um, like me that has grown up with that kind of thing because I it's... <laughs> A, it's always hard to go back to like primary education on that. How do you get someone to start out like that? I'm glad that's not my job. Where do you start? Yeah, that's not my job. I'm not good at that. (laughs) I'm not ever good at any kind of syllabus where I have to start, you know, somebody from step one. The other thing, too, is that I don't understand. I don't have an understanding of um, not being able to give up certain luxuries like that right. Starbucks or yeah. your nails being done or your hair be like those things are very expensive and they mm-hmm. add up very quickly. I mean you're talking about things that they're in my opinion very easy to turn your financial situation around. It's that. Right. If you're a Starbucks everyday person, if you're getting your hair and nails done, if you're, you know, have a trainer, I mean I don't know, like all the different things that there are, those all seem very simple to me. Um and like I could drop them in a hot second. I don't have. I don't do any of those things. Right. I was gonna say it's easy for you to drop them because right. you don't do them. Right. And I understand. But we have a housekeeper now. I mean, how quickly would it be for us to go back to us clean? Basically, that wouldn't get done. I guess at the end of the day, it absolutely would get done. I can't stand having a dirty house. No, but I'm talking about the the all the little nooks and crannies that she gets into. The wind, like cleaning the windows. And yeah. The ceiling fans and. I don't know. Probably once every three or six months. Yeah, it wouldn't months. happen as often. I guess it, no. But we, I could, could, we would make it work. For sure. We could certainly go back to it. If Look, I mean, that's the balance though, right? If I need her because I don't have the time because I'm working all the time, if I had less clients and wasn't doing as much, I would have time to do things at home. You know, it's right. always that yeah, balance back true. and forth. That's true. Um, so, and I don't, I don't mind cleaning the house, honestly. It's just that I got to the point where I didn't love spending the only two days I have during the week that I'm like grocery shopping you know, it's not like right. the weekends aren't completely free. We're doing home projects. We're right. doing grocery shopping. We're doing all kinds of stuff, spending time with family. Um, and I would love, I mean, it is a true privilege and blessing to be able to hire a, someone to clean our house. Like I, when we got married and I grew up and all the different things, never in my wildest dreams would I think I had somebody helping me clean a house. Right. Never. And then you have four kids and a dog and you're just like, how? <laughs> How do I keep this thing clean? <laughs> well, let me tell you, you. Pick something up, they drop something down. Yeah, but now that summer's over, this house stays clean. It's incredible. It does until the weekend when we're home. Oh, it's and then, then we completely a, trash the place. Yeah, it's crazy. All I do like is a ten or fifteen minute sweep in the morning yeah. before I go to work. That's it, and it's done. Clean the rest of the day. Yes, but man, y'all know how to make something dirty during the yeah. day. It is insane the amount of dirtiness that happens. All the things being taken out, toys and books and where there's a will, there's a way. (laughs) I don't think they're even trying to do it. That's the crazy part. So hopefully this um, podcast today will get some of you guys talking about finances. And again, it doesn't have to be that sit down conversation. It can just be starting to talk about 
things out loud that maybe you and your spouse or you and your significant other are having in the privacy of your own, you know, conversations that need to be out loud conversations. Yeah. Because there's nothing wrong with your kids understanding what's going on financially. Right. Um, because it's going to help them in the future. Yeah. It's going to help them in a major, major way. Understanding how life works is going to take, A, it's going to take a lot of the delusion out of. Right. Because I know you see it all the time. Yeah, I do. With your students, because you teach finances in your high school class, like personal finance. Right. How delusional are the kids about? They all think that they're going to drive, you know, forty or $50,000 vehicles mm-hmm. and live in half a million dollar houses and have jobs that pay six figures. And part of that... And not, I mean, some of them will, but... Sure. The majority won't. Yeah. I think it's like everything else that we experience online, social media, is constant extremes. We're always experiencing extremes. Yeah. We're either, we're either far left or we're far right. We're poor or we're rich. We're whatever. And the everybody else is in the middle. M- yeah. Most of us are in the middle. Yeah, most of us but are. But there's not a lot of content or people that we're seeing that are in the middle because they're not as sexy and it's not as exciting to see. Right. But that's what makes up most of our country. And the these kids are getting the ideas that, that the extremes... That they are rich on or, the extreme. They're on I'm the extreme. I'm either rich or I'm poor. I'm either a pro football player or I'm not playing at all. Right. Like, every, we don't all lay in the extreme. The extremes are the extremes for a reason. It's like the bell curve, right? Yeah. We're all yeah. average. We're all in that mountain of average. We are. <laughs> We're not all like some sort of um, diamond in the rough. And the quicker we can understand that from top to bottom, I mean, that, that sounds a little hopeless. And I don't mean for it to sound like it's hopeless. I don't know. I think in some cases it's hopeful. I mean, you're, even when you think that you're down, you're not You're not all that down. Right. That's true. You know? Yeah. And maybe, maybe for some people it doesn't feel like it's as much pressure. And if you are, I mean, knowing that at least oh, I'm in the middle I can get to the top, but it's going to take some work because... Yeah, I think that's... Gosh, that's probably the worst part about it is that it just seems like at least who we're... Children that we are exposed to, and I understand that we are exposed to some very privileged children um, and young adults and adults. I'm not... It's not just children. all The whole gamut. Um, that There seems to be the idea that it just happens. That right. there's not a lot of work involved. Yeah. Like, financial discipline takes so much work to have that body look like Adonis, it takes a lot of work. Yeah. To be able to run a business that's a multi-million dollar business, someone had to work really hard. Yeah. A lot of sacrifices so had to be made. So much. And no one sees it. And it, it all just seems like we're seeing the results. Yeah. So credit has been a real, we could go on a whole other podcast about credit, but credit has become the great equalizer. You look out there and that person has a boat and a big SUV that pulls the boat and a big house. Well, they could have bought it on credit. They might be up to their eyeballs in credit. Right. You have no idea. Yeah. Like, it's like all these people, you've never watched House Hunters and I really don't watch it either, but you always see the memes on Facebook that's like, you know, I sharpen pencils for a living and she's like makes uh, sweaters out of alpaca fur or something and their budget is $4.7 million right. off the coast of... For the house, but then another $2 million in To renovation. Yeah, and you're like, what on earth? This yeah. isn't real. Yeah. This isn't real. And, you know, most people's comment is, what in the actual? But Because that's the... Tr- like, that is the reaction right. you should have. Yeah. But I think that the it's so outlandish 
that people kind of recognize it. But there's a lot of that same outlandish stuff happening right underneath you, and you don't right. realize it because it seems not quite outlandish enough. Do sure. you know what I mean? Well, because it's not that. It's not that stuff that's on TV. But Well, and some of it really does come from if here's probably a real good way, like a litmus test for knowing. If you look around you and you think that 10 people that you're surrounded by have or like everything's going super great and you're jealous of the situation they're in, you probably need to do a check on your own financial literacy. Yeah. Because it's not possible that that many people around you are killing it by being like a low-level lawyer or right. whatever. It's yeah. just a matter of fact. Right. And so if people who have enough financial literacy look around them and are like, oh, my God, that dude's got to be up, you know, he's got to be up to his eyeballs in debt. Yeah. Has to be. Yeah. Like, not in a judgment way, not, but like a, I can't, I'm not going to be jealous. Like, look at all this stuff he's got, but I ain't going to be jealous because that yeah. has got to be killing him. Like, yeah. he's going to have to be working 87 hours a week to be able to afford that, right? Or. Or. What? He's up to his eyeballs in debt. Right. It's one of the two things. Right. Right? It's one or the other. So either way, you shouldn't be jealous about it. <laughs> yeah. Just stay within your own house and figure out the way for to do it for yourself. But what I'm saying is that's a good litmus test. If if that's how you feel, if you look around you and you think you don't quite understand how it's all happening around you, you probably need some more financial literacy. Yeah. If you're a person that can look around you and go, like, like you can see it and you're either really happy for these people or, and proud of them or you're a little worried that, like, something bad could happen if they don't like tighten up that those people need the financial literacy you're probably good in financial literacy like yeah. it's probably good yeah you can't be jealous of the people around you it shouldn't matter what the numbers are be happy in your own house live within your means it's pretty simple but i know it takes dis discipline which is yeah, the hard it part very simple eat right and exercise right simple too. well that's always what it is right it's a it's is simple it is simple right. it is the discipline that's the hard part yeah so if you're interested in getting disciplined I'm happy. I mean, I'm not some sort of financial genius, but of course, like when you've been raised with it, there's probably plenty of things that are in, in me that I don't realize that people don't even know yet. So yeah. I'm, and you too. Yeah. I mean, there's just, there's just things. But I think like you said, I don't know that I would be able to articulate what those things are. Like I would have to look at, at your situation and you'd have to look very deeply at my situation and be like, oh, that's what you're doing. This is what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. That's why right. things are. But like you're saying, people aren't having those conversations. People are in debt and they're not talking to people that are not in debt. They don't even know who's not in debt. But if they knew somebody that was not in debt, like, well, how are you still able to afford all these things and you're not in debt? Find someone you trust. It, guys, be honest with yourself. If you know that you're in some sort of fi financial situation that you need to fix, find someone that you can trust to lay out everything. And I mean everything. Yeah. Who can help you. Because people who know finances will help you and they'll be happy to help you because there's nothing that makes us stronger as a whole community than everybody being stable financially because it changes everything. It doesn't just change money. It changes your attitude. It's like it's just like getting in shape or something. In order to have um, discipline to lose weight, if you're a person who has um, lost 100 pounds, you have changed your mindset. Right. If you're a person that has financial discipline, your entire mindset has changed. Yeah, you absolutely. have you have changed. Your brain has changed in some way. So if you're ready to make that change, 
then find somebody that you can talk to and really lay out and they'd be happy to help you because you are making a positive change in your life just as much as getting in shape is. Right. It 100% is, is that important. Pretty pretty uh, solidly in the camp of you need some financial discipline. <laughs> anyway, if you guys have any questions, you can email us at buildingarensburg at gmail.com. You can comment on our social media, which is Facebook and Instagram at buildingarensburg. And you guys make sure to give us five stars on the old podcasting app and subscribe. And until next time, bye, y'all. Bye, y'all.